Hello and welcome to the Moncast. A podcast where we watch Pokemon and Digimon in tandem and discuss the similarities and differences that they share. My name's Stevie. And I'm Sam. And the score currently stands at 12.11 to Pokemon. And this time we are watching episode 24. No questions, please. And Haunter vs. Kadabra. some administration this week and it's all from twitter as it seems to be the norm pretty much all of our tweets came from may from at translation mon on twitter firstly they said that the parents just stole the phone in order to listen to us and they really liked our accents and thought that we sounded really professional and smooth well we're none of those things (laughs) and the mum said that we sound like lovely people and apparently her accent came out stronger after listening to us well we are not lovely people it's all lies And then we actually got a tweet directly from May's dad saying, classy stuff. Enjoyed your podcast with my daughter as Fisher guest star. Go Team Rocket. I'm assuming they listened to the special when we had May on. Which is a good episode. It is a good episode. It's like special slash main episode thing. It was special to me. Our first guest, if you don't count my cat. Thank you to the the collected Fisher guest family for all of the tweets. We're glad you enjoyed the episode. I also had a short Twitter conversation with the Digital Moncast. Dun dun dun. Why have you got to be like dun dun dun? Because they have the same name. They don't. We are the Moncast, a Pokemon and Digimon podcast. And they are the Digital Moncast. We changed it because of some wonderful advice that May gave us, saying it'd be great if we changed it to add the word Digimon and Pokemon into our title. It's sorted, so we should come up in iTunes searches more, hopefully. Where was I? We had a conversation with the Digital Moncast, because... Yesterday, as of recording this episode, they uploaded the episode 23, covering episode 23 of Digimon. So I, of course, reply saying, guess what? We're covering the same episode. So basically, we're about to overtake them. We do two episodes a week, though, whereas they only do one. So that's the main reason we've caught up so fast. Digital Moncast said, I always knew this day would come. And that's all the administration I've got this week. We did it. The first episode we are watching this time is No Questions, Please. As Izzy and Tentamon search for Jedi, they wind up falling into a pocket universe controlled by Vadamon, who blackmails Izzy into giving up his curiosity. As Izzy learns to simplify his mind, he gets rid of his possessions, including his crest, causing Tentamon to slowly devolve into Pabumon. After being shown a series of memories by Pabumon, Izzy realises he has made a mistake and hatches a plan to get his curiosity and crest back. After Izzy retrieves his possessions, Vaidemon tries to fight them, causing Tentamon to digivolve into Mega Kabuterimon, defeating Vaidemon and returning Izzy to the digital world, where he runs into Matt and TK, who all set off together to find the others. What did you like about this episode? I'll start off with something negative, that this episode reminded me of the last episode in the recap. So, uh, how dare it do that to me? And then I said that I'm either going to love this episode or hate it because it's Izzy. And I really don't want him to be his little smart mouth that he tries to be at times. Which, surprisingly, he wasn't in this episode. So, uh, we got a little bit of 
time framing, is it? Because Izzy mentions that it's been two months since they split up looking for Jedi. That's a, lo- a long time to go by yourself in this place. They've spent a lot more time by themselves than they have in the actual adventure. So from getting to the digital world, it must have taken a couple of days from them to defeat Devimon, and then maybe a couple more days to defeat Ataman. It's not travelled very far in two months, since Matt and TK catch up a couple days after leaving Digitabamon's restaurant. But still, it's been two months since Ty left, so that's a long time to have the group all split up. Immediately after that, you hear Demi Devimon say that he's been trying to steal the crests, I think he's talking to Myotis one at the time. That's a bit of a plot hole there, because why didn't he steal the crest from Tokomon in that episode? Because Tokomon was kind of unconscious on the floor with the ta- with the crest in the Digivice. Because Demi Devimon's a rookie and can fly, Tokomon isn't in training form and cannot. All he had to do was fly next to him, pick up the crest, fly away, solved. But instead he had to do this whole thing with the mushrooms and this convoluted plan. And uh... I'm trying to think of a way of justifying that, but I don't think there really is one. This arc and the next arc have a lot of things happen just because they can. So many plot holes. But one of the first things I, I liked in this episode was that when Demi Devimon broke the sign and then he sees the kids come in and when they get to the sign it's like tied together really hastily with a bit of string and I think that was kind of cute. The introduction to the episode is all right with the signs and everything. Demi Devimon just doing his usual tricks. Of sludge. Be careful there is sludge nearby. Yeah just fooling people into doing what he wants. There's a sludge avalanche. There is a sludge pit. There is attack sludge. Lots of wasted time imagining sludge. Unless you like sludge, then you'd love this bit. It's not sludge though, is it? It's quite clearly poo. Dub. No, it's in the Japanese version as well. It's still pink. No, I mean, it's called sludge because dub. I haven't got a problem with it being sludge instead of poo. I don't. I think it's okay. It's fine. It's not like it's a key plot point in the series. But also, it's not realistic poo as well i'd be a bit more a grossed out and and b you'd be able to tell more that it is poo but because it's pink and like a whipped cream thing i don't know whipped whipped ice cream because it's it looks more like cartoon poo you can get away with calling it different things i'm not entirely sure what demi devimon's plan was and because it's quite an elaborate plan to put these signs there and then the floor underneath caves in like did he know that vadamon was there and how did he know that leaving the signs there would cause the ground to crack around them so they could fall in this pocket dimension? The ground's full of plot holes. But one thing I did like, and I don't know whether you watched Winnie the Pooh when you were younger, but the voice actor for Vaidmon sounds a lot like the voice actor for Winnie the Pooh. Oh, bother. Maybe it is. I didn't check, but I don't think it is. It probably isn't. You have to check to find out. It sounds a little bit like him. So another thing that I noticed was as they were falling that Izzy doesn't really have a choice but to give up his curiosity. He is in a very difficult situation. Like he has to give that up. And like I get Tentamon being frustrated that Izzy's just not being himself anymore. But I don't think Tentamon should get angry at Izzy for giving up his curiosity because that's the thing that kept them alive. If he had said no, they would have just fallen through that dimension forever. What exactly is curiosity though? One thing I did notice was once Izzy gave up his curiosity, he stopped asking questions. Yeah, well that's what curiosity is for. But even things like when they're seeing Vaidmon with the shop and they're looking through the window, he doesn't ask questions, everything's a statement. And I'm not sure whether that was intentional or not, but I think that's quite interesting. I think it was intentional because his curiosity has been taken. It was good, I did like that. But what is this purple blob? It's a manifestation of someone's curiosity. 
But why would Vaidemon want it? Who would buy it? What does it do? Because he has a curiosity shop. I swear that's the name of something. Yeah, that's why they're called curios. Things in the shop which are all weird. Almost like a knick-knack shop. Is this just like the worst play on words ever? Maybe, but it makes sense a little bit. Why would a Digimon want to buy Curiosity? I don't know. Also, Vaidemon has, like, no storefront. It's just a doorbell in the middle of nowhere. Because plot, Stevie, plot. Come buy this Curiosity. It makes you ask questions about everything. I feel like the entrance to his shop is a little bit like if you've seen Howl's Moving Castle. There's a door there that changes location depending on which setting it's on. If that, like, It's a dial and when the dial changes it's a different location. And I feel that might be a bit like Vedmon's shop that the door could change location potentially in different dimensions. We have no idea. So maybe there are beings out there. But we don't know. We don't know it's implied. We know nothing. Nothing is explained. Well, if you had some curiosity, you'd be able to like you'd, you'd be able to go and find more. But where can we get some curiosity from? Oh, wait, in the curiosity shop. We'd ask lots of questions, but Digimon would still provide no answers. Even Izzy couldn't find them. We'd go into the shop and ask questions. Then Vadamon would come out and say, "Here's your answer." No, he'd just come out and steal our curiosity. No, it would be a post-it note, and on the post-it note written in the middle in the tiniest little font would be plot. Also, the curiosity, when he's putting it back, it goes into his heart. Wouldn't you think that'd be the sort of thing to come from your head? Maybe. Maybe he's just curiosity is something that he takes to heart? Or... I feel like this is the dub messing things up from the sub. There's a lot that's been just replaced, which doesn't work anymore. One thing I thought was quite interesting was when there's the phone call with Ty. I remember them making the phone call, but it just happens for no reason. It doesn't make sense why there is that phone, like that, that Skype call. No one initiated it. It's never explained why it happened. But also the art style of Ty is a lot more detailed than the episodes. It's like they're trying to match the art style from home away from home, but they do a poor job of it. Because it looks more detailed, but it doesn't look like the art style from home away from home. Was it a second call? Because it was Ty calling back... No, no, no. That would have happened in the Home Away From Home episode. Well, it should have happened then, but they didn't show it. Have the Digivices got webcams now? No, no, that's, it's the same episode. It's the same call that happens. It must be a different call, though, because Ty didn't start the call. No, it, it's the same conversation. It can't be! It is! Otherwise, they would have shown two phone calls. How do you know? They would have mentioned it somewhere that this was a second phone call, but they don't mention it anywhere. Well, maybe... The time difference was so minuscule in the real world that we didn't notice that it was actually a second phone call. But then Izzy would have had the second phone call with him. You only see him have one phone call. Well, we didn't see him have the first one where it was all panicked. We just see him be chill in this one. So it wouldn't be two phone calls. It'd be just the one. No, it'd be two phone calls for Izzy, but only one for Ty. But you don't see that second one or the first one. I think the one that we saw was the second one. Izzy would have said something or Tentamon would have said something. It's all horribly broken. We don't know how many calls there are. And it's all messed up because he doesn't speak like that in Home Away From Home. So, one problem I do have with this episode. Demi Devimon's plan is to stop the crests activating because it seems that each one of them needs to glow before they can digivolve again. So he's stopping that glow from happening. And one thing that he could have done is he could have taken Izzy's curiosity because if you look at what's happening to Tentamon, as Izzy becomes less and less curious about things and that thing that powers Tentamon is going, Tentamon slowly but surely turns back into Pabumon. So if he had taken the curiosity, instead of having a little argument about the crest, it would have essentially done the same thing. Well, I think Demi Devimon stepped up his game and is trying to steal the tags and crests instead of just stop them from glowing. 
but he doesn't need to you could have just taken the curiosity from him then i don't know thrown that away somewhere and then maybe have come back later it's not an important issue it's like his prime goal is to pacify the digi-destined Izzy's pretty much pacified at the moment. He can't do anything else. He's not supposed to be stupid, so I don't know why he messed up. Because plot. Well, I think better safe than sorry. He's trying to make sure that he gets at least one thing right so that my Otis Mon doesn't punish him. Okay, so I have a problem with my Otis Mon. Which is? That his plans are awful. So what he decides to do is that there's this threat of these seven kids who all have champion-level Digimon. Some of them can go further. And they're all scattered around the continent of server. So he gets one single rocky Digimon to take care of seven kids around this entire continent. Imagine telling a child, essentially, they've got to go around this country and stop these seven kids who could easily defeat him with even their rocky Digimon because they're going to be stronger than him. If he, if he cared that much about them not succeeding he would have maybe have got seven rookies to go or maybe seven champions to go and sort them out instead of giving the one rookie and then getting angry when he fails it's less of a question of competent it's more about workload if he had one person he had to trick into not doing whatever they need to not do it would be a lot easier for him than having to go and do it seven times over it's a lot easier for them to write basically the same episode many times over just using the same characters each episode is essentially the kids have a key. Demi Devimon takes the key away from them in some way. They get the key back. There's never been a key. It's a metaphor. The key is the crest. They have it. It's the key to evolution. Demi Devimon needs them to not have the key to unlock evolution. He takes the key away somehow by using something that reverses their crest. Like, okay, TK. TK lost hope because everybody had abandoned him. And he, Demi Devimon seems so stuck to these plans that there are opportunities where he could do something else to essentially do the same thing and get the end result but he doesn't want to do it that way he wants to do it this way and all of his plans don't seem to have long-term goals like how long do you think they would have stayed in that diner how long do you think tk would have been left by himself you know there's always things that could stop these things from happening and demi devimon never seems to plan for the long term he always plans for the short term and when it all goes wrong it's all his fault but like to be fair it's one rookie against eight kids scattered around this place currently seven kids Seven kids. Plans are flawed in many respects, so it's no wonder he keeps messing up. What if there are multiple Demi Devimon, and the punishments that we see at the end of the episodes are actually Myotis one killing them off when they fail? No, if they would have made a, a point of that. Would they? Yes. How do you know? I feel like you're inferring a lot of things that could have happened, and I feel like a good show wouldn't have to make you do these jumps. Exactly. Digimon's not being a good show. What's been your favourite arc so far, just as a random tangent? Etamon arc. It's only been Devimon and Etamon, and Devimon's was a bit bland. See, I quite like Devimon's, because it's all new and random and stuff. No, it isn't. It just repeats the same Digivolution episodes, and then the same Destroy the Black Gears, Get Back to the Middle episodes. It's a bit repetitive. At least Etamon's had some variety. Yeah, I think the, my only problem with, with the Etamon arc is some of the crests are just thrown at them. Yeah, but they do a lot more other stuff besides crest gathering. You can talk now because I've just I've gone through a lot of things. I'm not too fond of this episode. It was really just bad. It's riddled with plot holes everywhere. All of this knowledge stuff and curiosity things that just feel extremely shoehorned in. You need to explain why you don't enjoy it then. I've I've said that I quite like it. Is he doesn't develop. He gets pulled back and then just reset back to where he started the episode. Actually, that, that is quite a good point. If you look at TK, he lost his hope, but then got it back when Ty returned and everything. Matt 
lost his friendship like his friendship became tested and he he was no longer there to look out for his friend he was just there because he stuck there and he just didn't want to leave because he had to just pay this debt and it's not but he was helping his friend in a not positive way and then yeah with with izzy it's it's like he doesn't get more curious he goes from being curious to no longer curious to back to curious and it doesn't doesn't seem like a step forward so that that does make sense I think it's been that way with all of them so far. Just like Demi Devimon's tricked them into doubting themselves and falling back. But then they realise Demi Devimon's tricking them and then they just step back up to the plate and now the crest is glowing. Great. They did it. But they haven't really developed at all. They've not become more hopeful or become better friends. They've just realised that it's something important about themselves. They're not actually developing. They're just learning about themselves. It does give us a lot of strange things. Like, hey, Digimon starts. It's not as out of place as the last one, which starts once the Digivolution's happened. In this one, it starts when Vaidmon's pretty much defeated. But it's still out of place as a song. It's an okay song. It's just so cheesy. It is. It doesn't belong. The actual song itself is quite nice. They've taken the worst bit of the song. But you don't really want to hear that whilst, you know, you're stuck in a pocket dimension with planets being thrown at you. Whilst your bug has turned into a bigger bug. And it's now defeating an alien who stole your curiosity. Oh my god, the plot sounds so weird. Trying to explain this plot to someone who has never watched Digimon before. It's like, so there's this kid with a bug who are friends. And then they fall into a pocket dimension controlled by an alien. And then the alien basically blackmails the kid into giving up his curiosity, which is a form of like a purpley grey blob. And now that the kid doesn't have curiosity anymore, the bug turns into goo. And then the goo blows bubbles, which gives him, like shows him memories of their time together, which makes him want to get his curiosity back. But the curiosity is trying to be sold to a little ball, which looks like a devil who's trying to poo which is i think from what i can tell demi defmon's selling his poop because it's guano which is bat poo which is apparently in some places of the world quite valuable so this alien is trying to get that but instead he wants the kid's necklace because the necklace helps the, the bug grow but then the kid steals the necklace and the blob of his curiosity back and puts the curiosity back inside him and then they are in the pocket dimension and then the alien throws a planet and some asteroids at them and then the bit the bug turns into a bigger bug and attacks the alien which explodes in white light and they fly up into the sky and end up in the real world which isn't the real world because it's another world that's a fake world the plot's weird it's a weird plot and then two brothers turn up and then old man starts floating in the sky and explains something retreating old man he's like i needed a little projector for you to see me before but now i can just be a projection in the sky because plot stevie the end is just like oh matt and tk are there now oh jedi is there now oh the ending we're done oh and then demi devimon gets punished gets tickled that's probably what they call it but and like I said before, I don't get why Demi Devon's punished because he's got an impossible workload. If he just had, you know, maybe three subordinates for himself, he could have solved this a lot quicker. It's a miracle how this all somehow fits into a continuous timeline because it's going all over the place. Yeah, considering how, how much he actually achieves, he does a fair bit. And especially how circumstantial the plot the plans he has are oh in that plot summary you forgot to mention the skype call to a person in another 
plane of existence that's actually also in the same plane of existence at the same time yeah i suppose so there's a little bit of time travel because of home away from home and ty and izzy have a skype conversation but in the actual home away from home episode izzy sounds really afraid excited frantic that's the word but in this episode he's really calm and he's like oh there's ty you should just stay there don't come back which was weird continuity who needs that logic who needs that as well plot who needs that done with all my things you can talk now because i've i've spoken a lot and you've said less so it's your turn talk well i've voiced most of my complaints i will now voice the tiny things i did like i liked izzy doing his meditation in letters is funny. It badly amused me. Izzy reminds me in this episode of those people who suddenly have a life-changing epiphany and they become vegan and they do yoga and they meditate and they wake up really early in the morning to watch the sunrise and that's all they talk about with you. He seems like that sort of person in this episode. He's like, oh, well, why do I need to do that, Tentabon? I'm doing this now. I'm just going to let go of my curiosity. I'm going to do this instead. And then say negative things about how everything you're doing is bad for you. He just seems like one of those people in this episode. He gets into his little alphabet yoga. I like him just going A, B, C. I like how they cut away from him for letters, which would be really awkward to do. Yeah, like M. That'd be so difficult. Or Q. I think Q would be hard. He's very flexible to even get as far as like J. Okay, the other two things I liked were Pabimon. Because it's a baby Digimon and all the baby Digimon are really cute. And he's also surprisingly big. Or is, is it just because Izzy is small? Izzy is quite small. Also, Pabimon can talk, which a lot of babies can't. It's telepathy via bubbles. And I also liked Mega Copyterimon, because I really like Mega Copyterimon's design. It's just a bigger, bulkier Tentamon, basically. And it's cool. Who doesn't like a massive red beetle that charges into things and smashes them to pieces? Anything else? I suppose Demi Devimon, I do still like it when he tries to be a trickster, even if he always messes up and sometimes plot is dumb. I like him in theory. I like the idea of someone not using strength but using wits. But in action, he just he's a bit weird and he does things that would make the situation more difficult for himself. Like the getting the crest, he could have just got the curiosity instead. Yeah, he's just not being executed very well. Oh well. We have to pick favourite things though. My favourite thing is Pabumon because I'm partial to the baby forms because Blobs are cute. And he's a little slime blob, and he's adorable. I'll say Tentamon, because I like Tentamon. He's cool. He's probably the least ridiculously plot-holy out of all the characters in this episode. Yeah, I could see that, yeah. Overall thoughts? It's just yet another mediocre Ultimate Digivolution episode. I quite enjoyed it. It was quite good. The plot's a bit strange, but it was nice. It's entirely broken. Yeah, it's fine, though. It's the same thing again. It could have been worse it could have been the last episode where they could have just walked away it could it had struggled to be worse it could have been more horribly animated i guess this one had weird things happen like they had going into a pocket dimension and they had an alien and they had planets being thrown at you and the concept of curiosity being a physical thing most of which doesn't make sense but it was more interesting to watch than two people cooking and getting angry at each other and then just not walking out even though they could have walked away one of the things it has going for it is that it's izzy and his digimon tentamon talking instead of two of the kids talking it looks more into their partnership than other episodes do into the kids relationships so it's a bit more interesting but i didn't like it still that's fine it's just so broken and all the knowledge and curiosity stuff is all forced in to get this digivolution it was a bit plot holy but out of the episodes we've had so far it's not the worst one it's like made out of nothing but holes
The second episode we're watching is Haunter vs. Cadabra. Ash and co arrive back in Saffron City to confront Sabrina again, this time accompanied by the Haunter from last episode. Unfortunately, Haunter deserts them before the fight starts, and Brock and Misty are captured by Sabrina and turned into dolls. Ash and his Pokemon are able to escape with the help of the bearded man, who is actually Sabrina's father. He reveals that through her psychic training, Sabrina has split into two personalities, the focused psychic gym leader and the lonely girl that has taken the form of the creepy little girl doll. Haunter returns to Ash after nearly killing Team Rocket with its funny faces, and this time it actually does turn up to fight, and just in the nick of time too, as Pikachu is still unable to do any real damage to Kadabra. But Haunter doesn't attack Kadabra, it instead makes Sabrina laugh for the first time in forever, causing Kadabra to also roll on the floor in hysterics so it's unable to fight. Ash takes his Marsh Badge. Everyone that had been turned into dolls aren't dolls now, and Sabrina's lifelong mental issues aren't a problem anymore, because that's how that works. Laughter really must be the best medicine, or a miracle cure. So the first five minutes of this episode-ish is pretty much just recap and flashbacks. And then there's also the intro and the ending, and this episode is like 20-something minutes long, so you've already taken five, six minutes off, just showing us what we already know, and flashbacking in the episode to things we already know. So that leaves you with maybe like 15 minutes of an episode, and that's really short. Usually the 20-minute episodes feel very stretched out anyway. For what there should be in this episode, and what is in in this episode, I feel like it's unfair. It does suffer a little bit. What this episode should be was a really good battle between Sabrina and Ash, but what it was was just delays, constant delays from the battle, constant, 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 and then the battle which we'll talk about after. I'm not happy with it, but we'll talk about it. I couldn't work out what it is that you're supposed to be salty about in this episode. I'll talk about it after. So, did you see the really bad Photoshop of Ash's face on the flags? Oh, yeah. I noticed it, and I was like, you could clearly tell it's just been stuck on those. It's great. I honestly thought that this episode consisted of going to the fight, meeting the bearded guy before the fight or after the fight, there being backstory to Sabrina, and then there's the fight, but they get there, and then... So Ash hasn't caught um, Haunter, or Haunter is just there, because why not? So Haunter's just floating around doing whatever Haunter's doing. They're at the gym. They go and start the fight, and Haunter's not there. So in Sabrina's ever-increasingly wrongly named telekinesis powers, she turns Brock and Misty into dolls. Because why? Why is this a thing? Psychic powers don't let you shrink things and turn people into dolls. Dolls that can talk to other dolls using thought. This is a power that she supposedly has. She might as well have used it last time, so it doesn't make sense that it's a thing now. Also, at the start, before he's going to go and face Sabrina, he sends out all of his Pokemon, and this, I feel, just stretches and pads for time. He doesn't need to send everybody out. But we get to see them. Yeah, but they're there for no reason. Yeah, I forgot about the beard guy. I forgot he was a thing. So he comes back and saves Ash from what is essentially a crime. She shouldn't be allowed to do this. She shouldn't be allowed to take people and then put them in life-threatening situations. Like, we get the backstory about Sabrina saying things like um, she spent her childhood bending spoons and then destroyed a building once she split herself into two people. Okay, I can get that she can have this where she's serious on the outside because she's a gym leader and having this doll almost as a, a way of expressing herself but not being herself. That's fine. But this is a crime. Call the police. Go to Officer Jenny and say, look, 
I went to face Sabrina at the gym. She tried to kill us by shrinking us down and then tried to kill us with a ball and she tried to grab us. This time, she's taken two of my friends, turned them into dolls. Help! Police would come over to the gym, see what Sabrina's doing. Sabrina would be taken to jail. But no, the only way they can save them is to fight them in this battle and win the battle and everything will be solved. No, it won't be solved. Pokemon battles won't solve this. She's doing quite clearly a crime. Yeah, but how on earth are the police supposed to possibly enforce this against a psychic with the power to teleport and shrink people? With a legal system. They can't possibly take her into custody. She can just teleport away then shoot her shoot her she can probably just turn around the bullets with her mind there are other psychic pokemon they could get to fight her she isn't boss of the world she has like superhero level abilities in this episode yeah so would you want to take on a superhero no but she shouldn't just be allowed to turn people into dolls she shouldn't be but she can i hate the doll thing it's so weird what i thought would be a lot better is in the last episode we had with Sabrina. If they thought they were shrank, but what they'd actually done is she had hypnotised them and put them in this dream state where this is the dream that they have. And in this episode, she steals Brock and Misty by basically putting them to sleep. I thought that would be a lot better than them turning into dolls. Because that's not a thing that telekinesis can do. They had the same thing two episodes ago. Honestly, this episode felt like a, a, it felt like an episode of Yu-Gi-Oh to me. You have to play the children's card game to save your friends because your friends' lives are in danger. Now it's, you have to do the Pokemon battle to save your friends because their life's in danger. It's like, no, this this isn't a thing. If I was Ash, I would have just gone to Officer Journey and said, look, my friends have been stolen by this crazy girl. What do we do? Why is she allowed to own a gym and also run around doing all this stuff? This is not what she should be doing. This is not legal. She's murdering people or turning them into dolls. She's kidnapping people and turning them into things. This is it's not a thing that she should be allowed to do and get away with. Revoke her gym leader license. That's what you can do. If she just wants to be left alone to practice her psychic powers, why did she become a gym leader in the first place? Because then she can go up against tough opponents to practice her psychic powers. And then she decides that when she wins, she can steal them? Because she is also a lovely girl. What happened to the other trainers who fought her? Are they all elsewhere as well? They might all be in the dollhouse too, just in different dollhouses. So then Ash has been teleported away by Beard Girl and then he dumps all of his exposition on us about how Sabrina is this person who's troubled and and split herself because she has psychic powers and stuff. Okay, that's fine. And then he just wanders the city for no reason. No, he's wandering the city looking for Haunter. I suppose, but really? You're going to just look everywhere for him? It could be anywhere. As opposed to what? Standing there and waiting? As opposed to getting the police. The police aren't going to help him find Haunter. The police are going to arrest Sabrina for doing this... No, they're not. They can't do anything to Sabrina. They can. They can't. She's not above the law. She can be, because they can't do anything to her. She's too powerful. She crushed her house with her mind. One thing that bothers me is that Ash doesn't actually own Haunter. Like, why doesn't he catch Haunter? He should have caught Haunter. Because catching ghost Pokemon is hard because they can just become gas things that the balls go through. Oh, boo-hoo, catch your, po- catch your Pokemon's a little bit hard. He's a Pokemon master. No, he's not. <laughs> he wants to be. Gotta catch them all is the motto. And he says he's going to catch all the Pokemon. So he sees one. It's like, oh, we can just, he's just hanging out with us. That's fine. No, catch it. Catch the Pokemon. And like the second time that Haunter disappears as well, I was like, oh, for God's sake, why this? The episode just dragged out so much. And Haunter is just such an annoying little thing in this episode all the problems happen because haunter disappears because ash doesn't own the haunter that's not how it works ash you can't just have the pokemon around you and then 
Pikachu gets sick of the plot and is like, you know what, I'm just going to end the battle. So steps up and tries to fight. And then Haunter just, this is where I get salty because from now on, the plot is just awful. So Haunter just turns up out of nowhere and then pulls a funny face at Sabrina. And then she laughs a little bit and everything's fine. Like that's not stop the battle. They can laugh for a little bit and then continue the battle. But no, Sabrina's fine. Oliver split personality problems are solved her mother who has probably been a doll for many years is all fine and dandy she's got no mental scarring whatsoever ashbok and misty are once again absolutely fine with the fact that they got turned into dolls and had to be almost sat there motionless for many many hours no one seems to have been damaged in this episode i feel like my theory is that everybody in the pokemon world is a little bit mentally unstable because they saw a city get wiped out didn't face them ash died came back to life didn't face him brock and misty turned into dolls didn't phase them they just must be a little bit unhinged if i was turned into a doll for like four hours and i was lay there motionless whilst being able to talk to this other woman who how she hasn't gone insane i don't know could you imagine pokemon trauma stress disorder being a thing it should be they don't have it these things happen and no one's questioning it no one's upset the mother is just so happy to be back yay i'm here with my little girl again yay it's like no you turned me into a doll i was laying there for years of my life just with my thoughts and nobody else where's her father been for the past however many years being edgy and teleporting around the place also if her dad's a psychic surely he would be able to train her in a way to make her strong without her having to be split in half no because they had to to give her a backstory all the answers to the questions are awful even ash knows this episode's bad because at the end he's like did i really win this badge i'm like yes ash at least now you're starting to get that you don't win the badges yeah yet another one that he hasn't actually won a pokemon battle for because like he didn't win the badge haunter was there haunter's not his pokemon because he hadn't caught it haunter made cadaver laugh so the battle couldn't happen like ash didn't win the battle just stopped because sabrina laughed yeah it was dumb and then there's the ending which is also done with team rocket where they're in the hole and they're filling up the hole clearly the construction team would have looked in the hole first they would have seen team rocket looked at them and like help and the guy's just like no and starts filling it with cement it's called a joke i know but it just i was already salty at the end of this episode so i needed to get angry at even more yeah but it's basically confirmed that team rocket are indestructible they're the best part of this episode they fell from like halfway up a skyscraper okay that's the the funny bit that i liked in this episode is where jesse has to not laugh and she's looking at haunter and haunter's pulling her face and she's just like it's great they make all the best bad jokes they're so bad they're actually funny that's the only bit i genuinely enjoyed in this episode everything else is just crap i liked it when ash just straight up ran away because that was hilarious this episode's just dragged out like they do the same thing twice oh let's go fight sabrina haunter's not here oh no well it's not quite the same thing First time he runs away and abandons his friends. Second time he relies on Pikachu to defend him. That's only because he's got no way of escape. Yeah, because the bearded man can't do it a third time. And I don't know why the bearded guy doesn't just go and talk to Sabrina. No, I don't know that either. All they had to do was just say, look, go and seek some sort of help. You need help. You've turned your mother into a doll. This isn't normal. Why are you allowed in this position of power? Go and talk to anyone sort your issues out come back and be a gym leader stop turning people into things using telekinesis which isn't a thing and then like at the end haunter's just left with sabrina yeah ash never owned haunter and now haunter's just 
been left on like no like i was excited for it to be haunter and i was like oh i like haunter haunter's great but haunter is just this i can't really get angry at haunter because it's that's been haunter's personality is that it just plays tricks and is dumb but the negative side of haunter is just plays tricks and is dumb that's all it does it's like it's not even part of the plot it's not even where the plot's happening it's just adjacent to the plot being there he supposedly fixes the problem at the end of the episode on a whim they just write it in the problem is that haunter's not there and then the second time haunter's not there and then at the very end in the last couple of minutes it's like oh haunter's here if you left it's all solved problem solved bye and this episode's not creepy like the first episode with sabrina was no, it's just, it's just frustrating because it's constant stalling. It's too ridiculous. You could talk now because I've had my angry little rant. Yeah, this isn't the best episode. It's quite a disappointment after I got excited when episode 22 built up to it. I preferred 22 because it had a, that, that air of spookiness. It had mystery surrounding it, but then when the answers were provided, they were silly. It wasn't satisfying. It wasn't satisfying, no. The conclusion to this sort of arc is a letdown. But it, it has a couple good things. I liked Pikachu and Kadabra's rematch. It sort of went the same way, except Pikachu successfully landed a hit this time. And then Sabrina pulls out a recover move with Kadabra. And I was like, yes, actual strategy. <laughs> I like that moment. Recover shouldn't be a move. In the game, yeah, I can get it. But, oh, use the move just to get better. Shouldn't be a move. Because in the show... They don't have things like PP, so they haven't got a limited amount of uses. So, essentially, Kadabra can just get better each and every time it gets hit. Because Sabrina wants to be the best trainer. What was your favourite thing in this episode? I've got other stuff. I liked that Brock and Misty remembered last episode when they got shrunk down to tiny size and didn't want to go into the gym. Because that means that they actually learned something. It's a rational reaction to something. (laughs) Just like, no, I want to stay clear of the crazy gym leader that will shrink us. Well done, Pokemon. You gave some characters a reasonable response to the things that were going on. I liked that when Team Rocket's on the window cleaning platform, they're wearing disguises and then they immediately rip them off to do the motto. Like, who are they for? Who are those disguises for? Like I said, Team Rocket's my favourite thing in this episode and it is my favourite thing because everybody else in this episode are idiots. It's just a dragged out plot. I think you described it earlier perfectly is that the conclusion to this arc is just bad. Like, it has such a good setup of, oh, there's this woman who has these extraordinary powers who can do these things and, you know, who's this guy who knows who she is and, and knows his backstory to her? And even the bits with Ash saying... uh Oh, you must have been her photographer. It's like, no, no, that's... uh. It was a joke. I know, but... Ash is dumb. That's funny, right? And then we've had the in-between episode where he gets Haunter. Like, that was still kind of a good episode. It was okay. It was good enough. It was a good episode with ghosts. It was quite good because Ash got to become a ghost for a little bit. But the conclusion to it all that she has psychic powers, wants to be left alone, and then turns her mom into a doll. Like, that's not a good, satisfying conclusion because if she wants to be left alone, why did she become a gym leader in the first place? Why did she have to turn her mother into a doll? And why did the the dad have to be i don't know floating around doing whatever he's doing because he doesn't seem to be doing anything they had a good setup but the execution was bad and i think that that's why i dislike it and then there's also the fact that haunter is just there adjacent to the plot doesn't need to be in the plot and he's just there and solves everything i think the final straw for this episode is that it's called haunter versus Kadabra, and haunter never battles Kadabra. haunter never battles at all like he never does a single attack no, just pulls a face. Unless you count Lick that he did on Misty at the start for a joke. A favourite thing? 
I liked Sabrina's photographer. Okay. He was a cool guy. He had psychic powers and he helped Ash. He did turn up for like last minute save the day things a fair amount. He was just a great get out of jail free card multiple times. And also an exposition machine. Yes. My favourite thing was Team Rocket, like I said, because they, they don't really exist in this plot apart from little bits, but they're good. They're still good. I think <laughs> Team Rocket must have been our favourite thing so many times. Yeah, I just enjoy them. They're, they're just good people. Even though they're supposed to be villains, they're good villains. They're just consistently funny. Overall thoughts? Yeah, overall thoughts, it's as a payoff episode, as a bit like with the St. Anne episode, they were quite good because you had the setup, which was them going to this ship for a party ship sinks then they end up in that second episode where they're surviving and escaping a ship in a perilous situation and then we had the third episode where they get back to land and it's a giant island of pokemon and what's this there's a little bit of mystery about it and then we had the episode after that which is where they return to civilization and then they had uh, that weird band episode but yeah but after that we had the giant tentacle tentacle so you know that feels like a good progression like especially the Saint Anne thing where it was like oh how do they get out of this they got out of this and I know you didn't enjoy it as much as I did but it felt like a good payoff for the episode it felt like it was set up in a good way at the end of there at the bottom of the sea in an upside down ship and then the payoff is they use their Pokemon they work together with Team Rocket who they don't usually get along with to survive and it was good and in this it's here's a really powerful Pokemon trainer we need this Pokemon to get them oh we went to the place with the Pokemon. We didn't catch the Pokemon. It's now with us for some reason. And then they go back and it's an entire episode of... Well, it's not even an entire episode because there's a lot of flashbacks in this episode. A lot of it's, we went to battle, but the Pokemon's not there. Whoa, what's happening? Are we going to do the same thing again after spending, wasting time walking around finding the Pokemon again? If Ash had actually caught the Haunter, this wouldn't be a problem. But then I'd have to hate Haunter. I hate Haunter for a little bit because of the way it acts in this episode, but... Eh. It's not Haunter's fault. No, and maybe Ash should have thought a bit more about the Haunter. It's just, all round, it's a disappointing episode. Even in the last episode, Haunter just at the very end, it's just like, okay, I'll join you now in like the last minute. I was hoping it would be a good conclusion. It really wasn't. Which is a shame. I don't know what they could have done that was better. What they could have done is had Sabrina fighting Ash, but pretty much hypnotizing him. And then Sabrina's fighting with Kadabra in Ash's dream, trying to torment him. But Haunter knows Dream Eater. So what it could do is it could go into Ash's dream and they have a fight in there where they're maybe giant sized. That would be quite interesting. Or whether Sabrina keeps trying to use psychic moves or Kadabra keeps using psychic moves, but Haunter keeps making them have nightmares. Or maybe that they could try and use these moves on Haunter, but because of Haunter's personality, Haunter just isn't phased by these attacks. Basically, they could have actually done Haunter versus Kadabra. <laughs> Yeah, they could have, instead of Haunter is around and then they win. Haunter finally turns up! That basically is what solves all the problems, is Haunter turns up. Now it's time for Mono A Mono, where we talk about the similarities and differences in these episodes. So, let's start with our Monsters of the Week. Mine is Mega Kabuterimon, because bugs are great, and it's a big red bug, and I like bugs, especially beetles. I think it's the simplest evolution. It turns from a little bug into a bigger bug into just a bigger bug. And I agree with you, Mega Kabuterimon's got a really good design. It's just a stag beetle with a big shell, with a jewel on the back of the shell. Can I say Patamon? Because it turned up for two minutes to fly towards Izzy at the end. 
No, you can't say that. You have to pick one of the, the moms. No, I can, I can choose whatever I want. Fine. Patamon did the least wrong things. Unless you count Gabumon as well, but Gabumon was on the floor and can't fly. Did Patamon even have a line? Patamon doesn't need a line, it just needs to look adorable while it flies towards the camera. Okay, that's tragic. How is that tragic? Just because I didn't really like that many. I, I could say Tentamon again. But I've already said Tentamon as my favourite thing. So my monster of the week is Patamon, because he was there, and I like Patamon. Well, that's a cop-out, but okay, I'll take that. Which episode do you think had the best storyline? They both sucked equally. I'm going to say Pokemon. See, I prefer Digimon, because it was a bit weird, and it's that's fine, but Pokemon, it was the conclusion to a small arc. It was the, the payoff to the last two episodes, and it wasn't satisfying. Like, that's a three episode investment for that result and it's like uh, it wasn't very good i think that digimon has so many plot holes though whereas at least pokemon despite being really stretching what telekinesis is supposed to be it does still follow a plot line that makes sense it doesn't know it doesn't haunt is just just turns up and then sabrina laughs and then everything is fixed like digimon's plot's a bit out there yeah but it had a, a, a story it wanted to get across, and it had a point it was trying to give us, and it followed it in its own weird way. It's incredibly broken way. It doesn't work. Pokemon is broken. Pokemon is so broken because Ash didn't catch the Haunter. Haunter is there for no reason. Then Haunter disappears, and Ash is like, um, no, what? What's going on? And then Sabrina turns Brock and Misty into dolls. And then Ash goes to fight again, and then Haunt is not there, and then they try and have the fight, and then Haunt is just there for no reason, and then everything is fixed. And it ends with the gang walking off in the sunset, being really happy, and everyone waving at everybody as they go away, whilst, you know, that evening, Sabrina and family have to sit there and eat food together. What are they going to say? So, what was it like being a doll for about five years of your life? They both sucked. They both weren't the best. I think neither of them had the best storyline. They were both pretty bad. They were both pretty eh. There's one similarity for you. Have you got any more? Well, I've got my theme. My theme's a bit abstract, but it's the value of relying on others. Because Tentamon relies on Izzy for power, and as Izzy becomes so self-absorbed, Tentamon loses that power and turns into Pabimon, which is an understandable thing because, you know, you rely on your friends and you rely on each other to get strength, essentially. Just with Tentamon, it's a bit more literal. And Ash relies on Haunter to win the battle, but on two occasions, Haunter disappears and causes problems. And then Pikachu just has enough and then decides to let Ash rely on him to win instead. So there's... being reliable and reliability and how Haunter is just unreliable and you know at no point was it really clarified with Haunter that maybe you're going to go and do this thing for them. The point is rely on Tentamon because Tentamon would turn it turn into a badass giant bug whilst Haunter just don't rely on because he'll just disappear and try and kill Team Rocket. Well at least he created a funny scene while it was off. He was that was the best scene of the episode because Team Rocket were just doing whatever it is that they do (laughs) singing the motto to themselves. They don't really sing the motto. Okay they say the motto they do the motto to themselves. They motto. They motto the motto. I've not really got anything else because these episodes are quite different. That's why mine's quite abstract because they're not even similar they're wildly different instead which episode did you enjoy the most pokemon no 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 i outright refuse to give this episode a point 
No, I enjoy Digimon because there's poop. For me, it's Pokemon. I can't, and I'm, I'm not. You're not going to be able to convince me otherwise for this. But I didn't like Digimon. Digimon's episode was so incredibly broken and flawed. But you didn't need as much investment in this episode than you did for Pokemon, which you had two episodes prior for setup, and the the, the payoff is this episode. But hey, Digimon! Hey, Digimon! <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's not the worst episode there's been. Well, you could say the same for Pokemon. But this episode had. A lot more investment to get to this result like you had to have the last two episodes there was the big build-up where you had to go and get the ghost pokemon to defeat sabrina and in the end didn't use the ghost pokemon to defeat sabrina ah but at least the pokemon episode was different to the last two episodes digimon's was just the same format again but it was different it wasn't that different person with crest of blank forgets or loses blank then reclaims blank and digivolves Ash goes to fight Jim Leader Blank, has problem, so has to blank, blanks, and then succeeds. Yeah, but that doesn't usually take three episodes. It took him so many episodes to get to Saffron City. The success this time was different. He didn't even win. I still think Pokemon's was better than Digimon's. Sometimes I feel like your point system's awful. How can you say this is a good episode, though? I'm not, I'm just saying that Digimon's was worse. It wasn't. It was... It wasn't as bad as they're in a restaurant, they could leave at any time. He was stuck in that pocket dimension. I will fight you for this. I can't give Pokemon this point. I think you just have to let it go. Fine, you know what? Fine, give Pokemon the point. I don't care. I don't care. I'm done with this arc. I'm done with that stupid gym leader. I'm done with telekinesis and I'm done with ghost type Pokemon. I begrudgingly let you have the point because I have things I need to do. I'm giving Pokemon the point because it was different. You are giving Pokemon the point. At least... It wasn't like Digimon, where it was incredibly flawed and broken and confusing, and it's exactly the same as the last two episodes. Good for you, Pokemon. I think it's justified. If you're happy with the conclusion of this this little arc, by all means, have the point. Go ahead and enjoy the point. Save for the point. If you love that point so much, why don't you marry it? I can't lie. If I genuinely think that Pokemon is better, then I'm going to give it the point. We've got to give the point to someone. They both weren't the best, but you know what? If you enjoyed Pokemon more, then Pokemon can have the point. It's 30-11 to Pokemon, then. Join us again next time, where we'll be watching episode 25. Primate Goes Bananas and Princess Karaoke. You can listen to more of us on SoundCloud, iTunes or Stitcher, where we like getting reviews and comments. And you can message us via our Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Wed the World thread and email, which are all linked in the show notes. Thanks for listening. Bye. See ya. Troll. <laughs> Perfect timing. And the score. The troll. <laughs> and the troll. <laughs> and the score. <laughs> <laughs> Please let me speak. Anyway, that was a, that was. That, well, I'm so good at words. It's amazing <laughs> yes, how you. good at words I am. It's a good play on because Devimon, Demi Devimon's <laughs> plat. What are you laughing at? I like how you just said it's a good play on and then stopped because it's actually not a good play on anything. Um, I need to explain it a little bit more. Like Bulbasaur and Squirtle don't do anything. Squirtle. Squirtle, yeah. Sounds like you said Squirtle. 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 It's not Squirtle, it's Squirtle. Like a square. A square. Like the shape square. Squirtle. That's how I say it.
because Sabrina wants to be the best trainer like no one ever was. To catch them is her real test, to train them is her course. She will stay in that single gym, not searching anywhere. Teach Kadabra to understand the power that's inside. They're both pretty eh. There's one similarity for you. Have you got any more? Aren't we all similarities? No, that was called a segue. Ah, oh, look at you, the segue.